Arch D 1079 Life. Michaela here with you. And as always, I am joined here by James Meston. It is a pleasure to be here, Michaela it Howard Jones. It is always a pleasure to be here. There Isn't is, it just? There's nowhere else in the world I would rather be at this moment. Oh, I'm touched, James, than with me at this table. Yeah. My golly, yeah. how lovely. Yeah. yeah. I'm happy to be here too. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy I'm going to say the word golly as well. Golly. Thank you. It's a good word, right? It's You very rarely get a chance to throw it into casual conversation. True. It's kind of up there with gargantuan. Garg- I've not. I've never heard that one. It's just one of those words that's very difficult to, f- to yeah. just fit into an everyday conversation. I think people should try more often though. <laughs> Put the effort in. in. Bring golly. Golly. Gar- golly. Golly, that's gargantuan. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Can you put it in a sentence? Golly, that's gargantuan. Yeah, anyway, great to be here. Do you know what, what, um, well, I don't even know what it means, but um, do you know what's gargantuan? (laughs) (laughs) I ordered the other day online... A turtle tracking bracelet. We okay. Were talk- we were uh, yeah. Well, you before. did mention this. I did mention it. But I, I was, I got a bit confused. I got very confused, yeah. in actual fact, when you said the, the, the whole point behind it and the location of where it mm, was. It didn't make true. any sense to me. Well, see, I, I, found, someone told me about this place. You can go online and you can order like a turtle tracking bracelet, and it comes. It's a little bracelet, and it comes with an ID number, and you can go online and like. 24-7 live feed, you can track your own turtle. How amazing is that? And it was not too expensive, right? What, what do, like, okay, this is kind of like a dumb question. What does the turtle get out of it? <laughs> Other than it's going, good news, turtle, they, um, you're being watched. They also send the turtle <gasps> a bracelet I? and the, tur- the turtle bracelet comes with a little um, my face on it. That's what they get. And they get to wear the bracelet whilst my doing it to see. Yeah. It's like MySpace, but for turtles. <laughs> my face and my turtle. <laughs> Turtles social media. The, the bracelet is, is coming from um, it's coming from Texas in America because it's American like so yeah. I mean, I mean the, the foundation is like it supports turtle wildlife I guess I don't know I'll keep you updated though when it comes. Hang on so does this <laughs> can I do my movie trailer voice? Yes you can. From the producer of Jurassic Park comes Desert Turtle because let's be real <laughs> there's no oceans I'm aware of. No. <laughs> Lakes maybe, but I, I don't know I, any of I want to see turtle, desert turtle, turtle as this kind of like vigilante turtle <laughs> wandering the desert, like searching for like justice. No wonder they need support. No wonder he needs to be tracked. Absolutely. How did he end up in Texas? <laughs> well, he no sounds clue. like a dangerous turtle now. It's like maybe he does need to be tracked. Maybe he does. <laughs> we've got to we've got to make for next episode, next yeah. next show. We've got we've got to make a trailer. Yes. For Desert Turtle. Absolutely. <laughs> this is only the first instalment. Desert Turtle. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have, Desert. I, is it called Desert Turtle? Have we just decided? Well, you know what? I think we should actually do. We should maybe do Desert Turtle. We could do it like you know, dramatic podcast style. Yeah. So we do it as a thing, and we actually because we, we could do it with um because you know in our other lives, Michaela Howard Jones, we are podcast producers. We are. So this is right in our wheelhouse. So what we can do, <laughs> we can do maybe like we could do like this little. I'm so I'm so oh, I so, so want to do this. I so want to do this. I so want to make Desert Turtle the dramatic podcast and we just do it at least on like two minute continuing adventures of oh, like a kind of like a comic strip. Yes. The continuing adventures of Desert, Desert Turtle. Turtle. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm already it's hooked. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already hooked on Desert Turtle and we haven't even made it yet. Oh my goodness. Well, previously. <laughs> pre- previously on Desert Turtle. I love it. I love it. Desert Turtle, yes. Yes. It's going to be a It's thing. coming on its way. Uh, watch this space. Listen to this space. Totally. Um, yep, totally. Next week, next week's show. Yeah. Because we'll have, You'll we've got some special it. guests on as well, yes. some guest presenters. But we will still, we are still going to put in the work this week we to make Desert Turtle. I'm so excited. Episode one. Are you excited? <laughs> I'm so yeah, excited. It is now my new reason for living. <laughs> 
yes, we've got so much more music coming up. Uh, unfortunately, we won't be talking about Desert Turtle coming up today. But like we said, stay tuned. And we've got so much more to talk about, so you won't even miss it. Now, James, you want to talk to me about something specific. Is that correct? I do, I do yes. Not something general. Not no. something vague. No. Something specific. specific. Yeah, so regular listeners, long-term listeners to RGD Radio would know that we have an ongoing relationship with the Adelaide sort of it's the it's the National League, the National Women's Ice Hockey League, the AWIHL, the Australian Women's Ice Hockey League, and the Adelaide team, the Adelaide Rush. Uh, if you go and see them play, you'll see on their helmets they have these wonderful HD Radio logos Beautiful. on there. So they support us, we support them. We have a great relationship going. They're very passionate, talented, and driven um, athletes playing this this sport, which is an incredibly great game to go and watch if you've never gone and seen a game of ice hockey. It's really awesome. Um, however, of course, this year, like so many years, like not so many years, <laughs> not no like other, so year, like maybe not year. not since 1918, um, have we really <laughs> seen like mass cancellation of of a lot of things? I'm not mm. too sure what sort of ice hockey they used to play in 1918. I don't know. I don't know. Steam powered, maybe. I don't know what that would look like, <laughs> but. Um, but um, this year, it the the it was called off. Na- I mean, obviously because people can't travel interstate, it just yeah. can't happen. Um, so what happened was the league uh, got cancelled for this year. But uh, as a result, you know the, the 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 local athletes are very passionate. They're very driven. Still wanted to play. So essentially, what they did was they said, let's create kind of like an internal state league, not only with the players who are. Uh, on the Adelaide Rush, but also all of the other uh, female players that are in all the other leagues. So literally there was no limit and you'll hear in this clip, uh, mm-hmm. there's no limit to the uh, uh, the age that people can play in and really excel in. Uh, so they split into two teams, the Griffins and the Vipers, and they played each other every Monday night uh, for like about, I think, eight weeks or nine weeks. And the Griffins won every game. Every they, that, single that, game. They attempted, I think, to try to make oh. it as fair as possible. And there were great oh, players nice. on both teams. You know, like, you know, um, Candace Mitchell, the first one that comes to mind, was on the Vipers. And she is former, I think, one of the players who's played the most most for Australia wow. internationally in the history of ice hockey. Yeah. Uh, and she was on the other team and was amazing on the other team. Um, uh, however, they didn't manage to get over the line with any of the games. And I had a chance to chat to Sally Wilson, who's an Adelaide Rush player who, you know, I know quite well and uh, exhausted after the final game. And they were just about to do the presentations. She'll also refer to someone named Jamie, and that is Jamie Lund, who is a 16-year-old high school student who ended up winning the MVP for the whole tournament. Uh, Amazing, amazing Amazing. player. Anyway, here's Sally. So this has been a clean sweep for you guys for for the the series. It's been amazing. It's been really, really good. These girls are amazing. We're without Kirsty Venus today, obviously, so it was a little bit tougher for us, but yeah, really Really, really good. Well, it didn't really. So, I mean, it was the sort of uh, much closer today than it was last week. I saw last week as yeah, well. Yeah, they came out hard today. That's for sure. What I think is really interesting and exciting here is seeing a lot of the, not just the younger players, but the players who are less experienced. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Really, really coming to the fore and really dominating. Yeah, those girls See. have been really impressive, and like um, a lot of the girls have come up from our summer league, mm. so um, they're just stepping up and just impressing everybody every game. It's so good to see. Loving it. In particular, number 10, I think you said Amber was her Amber, name? Amber, yeah, she's amazing. How old is she? Little gun. I thought she was nine years old, but I could be wrong. <laughs> 
Either way, yeah. she's pretty young and it's pretty impressive. Yeah, she's tough as well. Taking hits from the likes of Candace Mitchell is not an easy task. I know, I know, I know. And to see Jamie doing so well as well, having done a bit of stuff yeah. in the um, the rush before, yeah. but hasn't really had much of a chance to yeah, really Jamie's do her thing. Yeah, Jamie's for, that's for sure. And if you are interested in checking out um, anything to do with the Adelaide Rush, uh, they've got a presence pretty much everywhere. Adelaide Rush on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, uh, on YouTube. You can actually watch all of last season's games. They're still there. They're archived. Ooh, and cool. they're really professionally produced as well. So they look like a real, like you're watching a real Do you know, uh, I've actually, I've game. never seen a game of ice hockey before. So I might have to check that out. Actually. It's so cool. And it, yeah. it ruins you if you like oh. fast. It, no, it no, hang on, no. I, I should I should have continued that. It ruins you for every other sport oh, because okay. it's so fast moving and right. so dynamic that uh-huh. to watch another game it's after that, yeah, it loses yeah. a lot of drama. So uh, definitely check it out. If you look it up on YouTube, if I will stick the, the link on our Facebook, just go to RHD Radio uh, on Facebook and, and we'll put a link to their YouTube channel there. So social distancing, right? Yeah. Everyone knows it. Isn't Everyone's Wouldn't it be familiar. weird if we did that thing? Because you see it a lot on kind of like YouTube oh, videos yeah. where you, you go back in time and tell yourself about things because there's one where you go back in time someone's telling them uh, to warn somebody yes, uh, what to do. what happens in 2020. Exactly and they start talking about you know the, oh, I can't go into too much detail but like uh, invest money in Zoom. What the social <laughs> Zoom. The, Why Zoom? the conferencing app? Yeah you'll definitely do that. And in fact I feel like not to be harsh but I feel like people might be getting just a little worn down about hearing about it all the time because mm-hmm. it's just so prevalent right? But there are just some things because it affects everyone in such a big way. And there are just a few like those things that it affects you and it bugs you, but it's like a minor inconvenience. Mm -hmm. So you kind of feel like a little bit bad, like complaining about it because it's like, oh, man, first world problems. It is. Yeah, totally. First world. I mean, when I went to I was just, you know, we we did the little section on the ice hockey beforehand and I went to the ice arena the other night. And um, and as you go in, you have to, like, put down your name. You you get the pens out of the fresh pens and you've got to put it in the The used pens. pens. So you put down your name and your phone number for contact tracing um, and then you sterilize and you go in and you kind of go, you know, but then you go. If that's all I need to worry True. about, seriously, I've got no problem. What problems. a piece of cake. Yeah. I mean, the other day I was at, talking about minor, minor inconvenience, the other day I went to the movies yep. and I was in the line at the movies. And uh, do you remember when it what first What was came that to- like to be at the movies again? Because I haven't been back to the movies since this this all started. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they've just started. They've just, like, Event Centers at Marion, I think, has just opened recently. Yep. And it was... It was it was very dead. I did go on like a Tuesday night though, so to be fair, I don't know what their screening usually is like. But I think isn't that cheap night? Don't it, it, is it still cheap to go on a Tuesday? I think oh, you know what. Now that you say that, I did get very cheap tickets, but I I didn't question it because yeah, I was yeah. like, hey man, really cheap tickets. So well, I'm just at gonna- the moment though, they're all doing offers to go. Yeah, we just well, want to yeah. get more people back. Yeah, in. Yeah, totally. Come mm. on, come back in. But do you remember when COVID first started and like down at like well anywhere you have to line up, they would have little stickers on the ground yes. for where you- for some reason they've just decided that we should all know to just do that and leave space in a line without the stickers. And a lot of places, the (laughs) stickers are no more. And gosh darn it, I want the stickers back because when I was waiting in the line to get my popcorn Mm -hmm. and my drink when I was about to go into the movies, I had left enough room for social distancing, Mm -hmm. you know, staying out of people's space. And I would like look away for two seconds and someone would just continuously cut me off. Right. People were like... Line so they hopping? were cutting into the line yeah, yeah. just because you were leaving social space. distancing room. I don't know whether or not they thought I wasn't in the line. That's so 2019. I know, right? I know. 
Get with the program, man. Get with the program. Did you end up getting your? Did you get your snacks? I did, Good. but it took a lot longer Fuge. because so because I think I'm not even kidding. I think I must have got cut off like three times. And, and what I'm do you say ni- to someone? I know nothing. I'm too nice. I can't. I can't be like, excuse me, go to the back of the line. I, I'm not. I'm not rude like that. I just yeah. wait. You're so quiet and standoffish. I know. Maybe that's why they cut me off. They know they can get away with it. Okay. I've got to look meaner. Mm. Maybe I like. I was actually kidding about the quiet and standoffish, but maybe you. <laughs> but maybe you're not confrontational. <laughs> yes, not confrontational. Yeah. Uh, now. James, something that I really want to talk about is mm. is when you have a pet, mm. you get the pet parent pride. When when I say pet pride, right, I mean that like that overwhelming soccer mum kind of vibe. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like the commending your children, children slash pets, because they are one in the same. Yeah. For things that they don't necessarily should be celebrated on, <laughs> let's say. Yes. You know, well, like. One thing that comes to mind, actually, is not my pet. It was my my partner's housemate's pet. This is like my auntie's dog's cat's fish yeah. second owner kind of situation. You're basically related, yeah. I know, <laughs> practically. Mm. Um, his name is Sonic, right? And he is, we're talking about talents in Sonic. pets. Sonic, like the hedgehog, but he's a cat. Yes. He's a beautiful, beautiful cat. But he has this amazing skill that he can open doors. Oh. Yeah, right? What? Like with hand on with on the handle. <laughs> I don't know. No one has ever seen him do it. But he can get into rooms with doors that have been previously shut. No. Yes. Yes. This is what okay, I mean. I'm officially not sleeping tonight. <laughs> There's a cat that can open doors. You can just hear Exactly. It's like that. I'm imagining that Velociraptor scene where they're like, yeah. you know, they can't open doors. Uh oh, this is bad. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's been noticed. So this is the problem, though. So clearly, very smart, uh-huh. very knowledgeable, but he does not use his knowledge for good things. He does not use his brain and power for things that I want to commend him on. In mm. fact, he uses his power because he likes to, for whatever reason, he has. Get into the bathroom and do his kitty cat business in the bath. Right. So even though he has this tremendous skill of which I couldn't even tell you what it is. I don't know how he does it. Whether he like compresses himself and slips under the door jam or if he scales the side of the wall to open the the door handle. I don't know. Uh But he uses his power for bad. So I can't commend him on that. But I guess it's better than I guess going to cat bathroom in places that are difficult to clean. The great thing about baths is they're self-cleaning. That's, well... or Well, not self-cleaning. That's bad. Actually, I'm seeing the wrong message. (laughs) I do clean my bath, okay? Seriously. I don't just go, oh... Gross. Exactly. I haven't cleaned my bath since the early 2000s. you just run a bath and jump in after a kitty cat has unlocked the door and... That's precisely the opposite of what I'm saying. (laughs) When I say self-cleaning, I mean to say they're easy. That they they're a self-contained cleaning entity. You just said the same thing in so many. Did words. okay, great. That's fine. So um, I did want to talk about like a smart pet though that I did encounter. Well, no, I didn't. But someone's <laughs> smart pet theory, yeah. which was that like a really old friend of mine. Um, she used to have a cat named Rupert. I'm, I'm imagining Rupert's no longer with us because it's been a number of years. If it is, it's like literally the most well-preserved cat ever. <laughs> but um, she would say um, uh, that, that like we, I went over to the, her house once and she was saying, 
my cat is so clever. It is so clever. The cat name was Rupert and she'd always go, Rupert, 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 Rupert. That was the way that she'd called the cat. And the cat was this um, Burmese. Yeah, that's it. That's my boy. That's it. It sounded exactly like that. Exactly like that. Bianca, if you are listening, hi. Um, um, she lives in England now. She would have to really be. She would really be tuning in, yeah, wouldn't yeah. she? And she would, and the cat would, would come into the room. Yeah. And and she said, "We watch this. This is the new party trick. He's so clever. He is so clever. Yeah. Watch this. So Rupert sat down. <laughs> this is so good. Rupert sat down. Where is this going? And she gets out this really extravagant, blingy looking necklace like it's really big right and yeah. really kind of thick like a like heavy yeah like a, almost like an older gyp like you like a, the old egyptian kind right. of thing like that um but it has like lots of diamonds and stuff yeah, like that yeah. on it. and the cat's sitting there and she's like are you ready and rupert didn't do anything because cats don't do anything and <laughs> she goes and she puts the necklace on, <laughs> the, on, cat, on the cat on the cat and we're all watching with bated breath and she just sits there and he just sits there. And she said, see, isn't he clever? <laughs> I have never forgotten it to this day. Because was it just I you think- in the room? No, no, no. Was it was the general no, consensus of the room. Yes, he is so amazing. No, well, the, gen- the general consensus in the room was completely dominated by Bianca's pride for Rupert yeah. wearing the necklace and proving his so- brilliance. In that so way. So it can't even wrap my mind around. She was just happy. He was happy to sit there and have a necklace put on him. That It's, it's a remarkable achievement well, to I mean, be able to do that. Compared to that, Sonic's door opening scheme is just far superior. It, it's like, seriously, it's like Stephen Hawking cat <laughs> in comparison. It really is. This is like some Ocean's Eleven cat deal that's happening in this house. Exactly. Uh, this next one coming up is from Gorby. Didn't know how to pronounce that until about 10 seconds ago. Thank nah, you. Shout out you to know. you, James. That's great. <laughs> if only there was a smart cat in the room could actually <laughs> shown us faster. The door slides open. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> oh, but what's that around your neck? <laughs> You're listening to RHD 107.9 Live. Uh, we are back here again. Michaela with you and James as well. Uh, as always, chill out space, right? Downtime. Everyone yep. needs a little bit of downtime. So true. Totally. Everyone needs a little bit of R&R. But unfortunately, I mean, not so much lately because of uh, COVID and all mm. that, because we've all been self-isolating. But generally speaking, as a society, with our busy, busy lives, it's hard to get. It is. I mean, it's hard yeah. to find. And I think during, yeah, during COVID, I think we did have a lot more opportunity to, because so many things were cancelled, there just mm. wasn't the need to constantly be on the run all the time. True. I mean, I think that's changed a lot. Everything's kind of back on to a certain back degree. Back on track a little bit. For a while there, we were doing nothing but downtime. <laughs> I was Literally. doing nothing but walks, man. Like walks. I did so many walks. God, the appreciation for walks mm-hmm. just went from like a two to a 10 overnight. And I still see, just in reference, I was thinking about you the other night as well, because they've still got some of the, you know, the teddy bear uh, hunt stuff yeah. around. I still That's see still a lot happening. of that. I, still, I don't know whether or not it's kind of like, you know, um, it's the equivalent to leaving your Christmas tree up until June <laughs> or something like that. It's just people just going, oh, I just can't be bothered oh, taking it down. There. They live there now. That'll be something that in <laughs> that in 20 years, histo- 20 years, 200 years, uh, historians will look back and think, oh, they put teddy bears in their windows. It's interesting to see, to think how history will remember this time, isn't it? I yeah. do think about that. I do think. I think sometimes what is it going to be like for me to tell my grandkids when 
I'm really old about what 2020 was like mm. and whether they'll find it really boring. Or whether they'll just discard your opinion because you're old. old? Well, no, but this is the thing. Like a lot of, you know, a lot of young people today, um, they, uh, okay, just realise what, what, like how old I sounded saying yeah. that. But like, I'm glad especially as I put that weird voice you. on for no I know, reason. I was just To make myself this. sound older, that didn't really need to happen. No, it didn't at all. But it's like, I remember I was having this conversation with uh, a, a friend of mine's daughter about this. And when she was about 12, 13, somewhere yeah. around that kind of age, and we were talking about uh, like their definition of what they thought an old person was because they mentioned, you know, when I'm old, like very similar to kind of what you said, like when I'm old, this or this or that. And we sort of sort of wanted to flesh that out a bit and said, so when will that be? Like, what is old? <laughs> And they went, old? long time away, 20, 21, <gasps> no, you're old then. No. And it's shocking because then you go, oh, so the, 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 the access to understanding your world, the, the portcullis comes down yeah. at the age of 20. You can no longer relate <gasps> to that. I mean, I was... You know, we were talking um, about uh, Stranger Things, a TV show. Yes, uh, I've recently rewatched the um, uh, the first season again, sort of gone back to have a look at it. And the thing that was always really uh, interesting to me was that the uh, Stranger Things, where it's set, I was that age when they were that, that age. age. So essentially, I'm looking back on on that particular time, and I think. And it's so different. Like the whole notion of what being in the 1980s is, is so very different. And I think that people, if they literally grow out of that age and then go through their teenage years and whatever, um, you associate being a teenager with a certain space of time. And things literally um, have changed so much in the last, I'll say 15 years, mm. like definitely um, so much has changed in that particular That's time. True. And I think that up until then, all of our experiences that we had um, sort of like generation to generation, although there were differences, things changed a bit. I think that they're, they were still way more alike than they are now. Yeah. I think that we've gone through a massive schism. I think there's so much has changed and it's it's an interesting time. Like how, how historically we'll look back at this time, I think we're seeing parents now desperately trying to just keep up with the headspace of where young kids and, and, and teenagers are at at the moment, even people, you know, your age, sort of like 1920, mm. um, really trying to get a sense of where it is because it's so different to kind of like, you know, people from prior to that's lived experience, you know, people who grew up through the, the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. It's a very different time. Totally. I see. I already do that a little bit in, I mean, I, I suppose when you were explaining like everyone's experiences is so different, but it sort of relates to that point in time. It's like a little snapshot yep. of what youth is that relates perfectly to that decade or that period or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I think that about myself now with the whole COVID thing, but I think that even more when I think of my younger um, um, cousins and family members and people yeah. that I'm close with who are sort of all ranging in that 8 to 15 sort of space. Mm -hmm. And I think not only are they living th in it, they will live through it and they will live their youth through the effects of what this will be in years to come. We have yeah. no idea what it could be. I mean, we could, you know, think that this is going to last forever and wake up in in six months and go, oh, well, that was over and everything is business as usual. Yeah. Although I probably would highly think that it wouldn't, but- you know, I mean, I think it's just, it's it's an interesting thing to think about in that these moments that everyone thinks are so universal 
we don't know if they will be. Yeah. We don't know what it's going to look like going forward. Um, we've seen that this year in doing school life podcast episodes in schools. Absolutely. We've seen people like teachers and stuff like that really surprised at going, yeah, like they say, you know, our kids are so adaptable, you know, they, they just mm. kind of roll with it. And that's just because I think you know, that's because it's part of their lived experience. You know, mm. you, you chalk these things up to your um, uh, what it is to be like me as a, as a like, say, if it was me as a child in like year seven, year eight, year nine, whatever, uh, you'd go, oh, at year seven, year eight, year nine, this is the experience that shapes it rather than us looking at it going, we're so used to looking at time or almost kind of um, – uh, as an aerial shot in a way and going, we can see so many patterns that are developed over time um, and this is such a weird anomaly to that. Yeah, Whereas to them, it's just like, you know, this is just part of this my- This is life. Yeah, this is yeah. life, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what makes the School Life podcast so amazing. I think I said earlier about the, the comment about, I think people might be getting a little bit worn down at hearing so much COVID stuff. But if you did want to go and check that out, I promise you these stories that you will hear from these students are like no other. And they're, mm. they're a really beautiful take on something that people have seen so much about. They're really great. So you can go and find the School Life podcast on, um, uh, we'll probably put the link on our yeah, Facebook put the link page. Up, yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't think there's really anything... Like, I mean, of course, I'll always say great things about the School Life podcast because we make it. But um, I still think that there's nothing really out there where you've got a podcast that's constantly visiting a whole bunch of different schools in different areas, different parts Mm. of Adelaide uh, and and really getting a, you know, because we go in there and we like spend whole days in there and we tape tape so much. In fact, we were just talking today about how much tape we get, um, how much sound we record in order just to make a half hour episode. And at the moment, I think you're you're doing one where you've spent all morning because we've had hours of tape that's literally going to be distilled down to like a one or two episodes episodes mm. um, because uh, th- that's how much it is. So when you spend a bit of time there and get into really good conversation with with students and they, you know, they get used to you being there and they, they just want to chat, they really do talk about stuff that's really authentic to their own yeah. experience and it's fantastic. Yeah, School Life Podcast, yeah, it's, it's really great. I'm really proud that we make it. I think it's really fabulous. RGD 107.9 Life. Uh, we are back for the end of the show. It's been a really fun one. I Today lo- has do, been amazing. Do you know I love, I love, I Tell love. I love that. I love, I love, I love. I love how much preparation we did for this show. Yeah. And we have used none of it. Absolutely none, none of like, it. Except maybe the opening lines. Like <laughs> this is, we're going to talk roughly around this. And we just like went off on like a Absolute billion stories. Tangents. So it would definitely be, if this is a show that you haven't heard all of, I would definitely recommend definitely listen to the podcast. Yes. This is fun. It was a wild, fun ride. 100%. I think maybe other than the opening lines, the songs that, that's it. That's literally it. That's what we've done that was uh, like on the books for today. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I love shows like this though. Yeah. It's so much fun. The best fun. You know what? If you've been listening into the last shows for the last couple of weeks, you'll know that anytime that I'm in the driver's seat here, I always throw to James to do the outro because I can never remember the opening bit until someone else starts it and then I, I can I can finishing off. And so I think I'm deciding right now, James, with your permission, I think we should <laughs> tag team it from here on out. When you say tag team do you mean i say a bit then you say a bit then i say a bit and you say a bit or do you just simply mean you do it one week and i do it another week (laughs) i mean let's do it word by word (laughs) okay i'm i'm not i'm not too sure how well that's going to come across from an audio point i don't think it will go well well, okay let's let's try i'll start i'll start okay we'll just take it line by line we'll see how we go we are here every wednesday night from nine 
every Saturday night from 10. Stay tuned to 1079 Live for more of your music. And we'll see you again in a couple of days. Bye. Bye.